Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube. And please remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts if you're uh, if you're checking us out that way. All right, uh, I was struggling for a uh, a topic for Thursday's podcast and uh that that because the giants were off on Wednesday and didn't practice there wasn't any new news or anything uh anything new to talk about but as i was uh struggling for a topic i was also working on this weekend's big blue view mailbag and what you're ending up with today is a little bit of a preview of some of what you're going to read in the mailbag on Saturday seems to be a common theme in this week's mailbag. And that has been people questioning the New York giants coaching staff, questioning defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, questioning offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka, questioning offensive line coach, Bobby Johnson, wondering if there's going to be changes in the giants coaching staff. If things don't improve, over the next 14 games and uh what you'll read on Saturday is basically me in a lot of instances defending Giants coaches and and that's what we're going to talk about here a little bit today. Listen, Brian Dable won a coach of the year award last year. Mike Kafka got four interviews for head coaching positions, nearly got a fifth interview, was mentioned as a possibility for uh, an opening at Northwestern, his alma mater. Wink Martindale got a an interview with the Indianapolis Colts. And Bobby Johnson has been a very successful offensive line coach in Indianapolis, in Buffalo, and now he's with the Giants trying to develop a young and, to this point, somewhat undermanned offensive line. These guys have not forgotten how to coach. If you recall a year ago when Brian Dable was winning that Coach of the Year award, he was lauded far and wide, including here at Big Blue View, for the coaching staff that he hired, for going out of his comfort zone, for hiring some coaches he hadn't worked with before, not for hiring his cronies, his buddies, which is basically what Joe Judge did, not for hiring retreads who couldn't get jobs elsewhere, which is partially what Pat Shermer was forced to do because the the brutal truth of the matter is there weren't a lot of 
highly qualified candidates who really wanted to come and work for Pat Shermer. It just was a, they, they just didn't, they saw him as a failed head coach in Cleveland and a lot of, uh, of top quality assistant coaches, guys with choices just didn't want to hitch their, uh, their fortunes to the Shermer bandwagon. So that's, uh, Brian Dable didn't do that. He hired a few people like Bobby Johnson, who he had worked with in Buffalo, kept some of the Giants coaches like Jerome Henderson, the defensive backs coach, like Thomas McGahee, the special teams coach, but along the way also hired a lot of highly qualified, highly skilled people that he had never worked with before. And the Giants were looked at as having one of the best coaching staffs in football. In all honesty, people inside the league, people who analyze the game for a living, will still tell you the same thing. The Giants are extremely well coached, that the Giants have a tremendous coaching staff. Let's talk first about the defense. There's a lot of questions about Wink Martindale and blitzing 80 some percent of the time the other night against the San Francisco 49ers. He's blitzed on more than 50% of Giants defensive snaps so far this season. A lot of questions about whether he was whether he was a bad hire, whether his scheme is just too easy for defenses to figure out, whether players aren't listening to Martindale anymore, whether it's whether the scheme is just all wrong. And, and Martindale just is no longer a fit in today's NFL, and I think that's a bunch of nonsense. I think that what Wink Martindale does is different than what most often, or most defensive coordinators do. He believes in the blitz. He believes in pressure schemes. He believes in sending players from all different kinds of angles. He believes in confusing the offensive line and pressuring quarterbacks that way. He doesn't believe in four-man rush and play coverage. He believes in trying to dictate, and there's nothing wrong with that scheme. There's nothing different about Wink Martindale this year than there was a year ago when Martindale was lauded for helping the Giants build a defense that helped get them to the playoffs when everybody loved the pressure breaks pipes philosophy and the aggression of Wink Martindale after a couple of years of of Patrick Graham's zone heavy sort of try to uh, try to fool the quarterback with coverage bend don't bend but don't break sort of Graham philosophy that uh, that he employed but we've seen three bad games we've seen the giants on defense play 12 quarters of football. We've seen them play one good quarter of football. And what I'm going to say, and what my belief is, is the defensive issues are not a Martindale problem. Yes, I have some issues with the usage of Kayvon Thibodeau. I think that I would like to see Kayvon Thibodeau go forward more often instead of dropping into coverage as much as he has. Yes, I would I, I would like to see Isaiah Simmons get on the field a little bit more. Yes, I understand that Xavier McKinney, who is not who has not been as productive under Martindale as he was in 2021 under Patrick Graham, 
yes, I know he's being used differently. He's not playing as much too high. He's not playing as much zone coverage facing the quarterback. Maybe McKinney just is not the type of safety who who really thrives in a Martindale system. I don't know that for a fact yet. Well, you know, there's still 14 games to play. We'll see how it how it works out. My belief is this. You can quibble about the way certain guys have been used. I've talked about a Dory Jackson being uh, used in the slot, which I understand why, because of the emergence of Trey Hawkins. The best trio the Giants have is Tay Banks, Trey Hawkins, Adoree Jackson, and Jackson's the only one who can go into the slot in that group. So I understand why he's being used there. I don't think it's the best spot for him, but I understand why he's being utilized there. The fact of the matter is what's going on with the Giants defense is a player performance issue. It's not a coaching issue. The tackling is a player issue. The Giants don't teach tackling any different than anyone else in the NFL. They don't work on tackling less than other teams in the NFL. Nobody really works on tackling in the NFL anymore. You're not allowed to hit. Nobody tackles in practice. You you work on form. You you hit a tackling donut once in a while. You you hit a pad. You don't hit each other. You might thud. But uh, but that's about it. You don't tackle and bring anyone to the ground, so you never work on tackling. You either can or you can't. You either have the desire and the physicality to do it, or you don't. And to this point, the Giants have been a a very poor tackling team. You look at performances across the board. Thibodeau has underperformed. McKinney has underperformed. Leonard Williams has underperformed. Bobby Okereke, the $40 million linebacker that the Giants signed in the offseason as a free agent, has underperformed. Those things are not on Wink Martindale. Those are player issues. Those are players who have been in positions to make plays and haven't made them, who have had opportunities to make plays and haven't gotten it done. So, that's not Martindale. It, it is up to Martindale to to try to figure out if certain guys aren't getting the job done, what else can we do? Is Are there other players we can do? Can we adjust the scheme a little bit, maybe to give Xavier McKinney a few more opportunities to face the quarterback and play zone? I don't know if those things are possible, the way the Giants are constructed and the way that uh, the way that Martindale prefers to play defense. But for me, it's a player performance issue. It's not a coaching issue. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 
360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Really, when you look at the offense, I feel the same way about the offense. Mike Kafka got four head coaching interviews because he's an up-and-coming head coach. He's a brilliant offensive mind. He and Brian Dayball understand how to build an offense, how to run an offense. I have some issues with why the Giants haven't run the ball at times. I have some issues with with the uh, the lack of playing time thus far and the lack of targets for Jalen Hyatt. But the flip side of that is if Hyatt plays, who comes off the field? Is it Darius Slayton, who's been the leading receiver for the Giants for the last three years? Is, is it Isaiah Hodgins, who was a, uh, a terrific find for the Giants the second half of last year? Um, is it Daniel Bellinger? And if you take Bellinger off the field... Are you sticking Darren Waller as an inline tight end where he doesn't belong? So I want to see Hyatt get more targets. I want to see him get more snaps, and I'm sure that he will going forward. But Mike Kafka did not forget how to call plays. Yes, I have some some quibbles with a play call here and a play call there. I can remember back in the day at Big Blue View, everybody used to argue about Kevin Gilbride's offense. Which, which was terrible, 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 terrible until it wasn't, and it resulted in a long touchdown play. And, you know, may not have always looked like the, the smoothest operation in the world, but it worked pretty well because it helped the Giants win two Super Bowls and helped Eli Manning get two Super Bowl MVPs. But uh, when it comes to Kafka, he knows what he's doing. Brian Dable knows what he's doing on offense. They didn't forget how to coach. You've had a three-game, a three-game window here where things haven't gone incredibly well. Saquon Barkley missed one of those games. Wandale Robinson, a guy who they're counting on to to make plays, is just coming back. The offensive line, because of injuries to Andrew Thomas and Ben Bredesen and underperformance by Mark Lewinsky, a veteran who was counted on to be their right guard. Offensive line has been a bit of a mess. Let's see what happens here as the offensive line begins to stabilize. Once Saquon Barkley comes back, I don't know if that's going to be Monday against Seattle or if it's going to be after that against Miami or Buffalo uh, in you know, down the road just a little bit. I suspect that Kafka and Dable will look like better offensive coaches once that line stabilizes, once Wandale Robinson is fully integrated into the offense, once Saquon Barkley comes back, and I suspect Bobby Johnson will look like a better offensive line coach with, with a healthy Andrew Thomas with a healthy Ben Bredesen, the guy, the left side of the offensive line that they counted on. So 
I don't think it has anything to do with these guys being terrible coaches or forgetting how to coach. I've had my issues in the past with special teams coordinator Thomas McGahee. The difference, I think, with McGahee, who has a reputation as a terrific coach, who's been a Giants special teams coach for a long time now, the difference with McGahee is that I think we have several seasons now worth of uh, of issues that you can go back and look at where you can say, even though McGahee has a reputation as a terrific special teams coordinator, you can point to underperformance in coverage in a lot of in a lot of situations. You can point to inability to really generate much of a return game inconsistencies in the punt game. You can point to a lot of things if you want to point the finger at any specific coach on the Giants roster. I would point toward McGahee for the simple reason that there's a lengthy body of work that that allows us to say there have been problems for for more than a three-game stretch. I think it's I understand that everybody wants to find a reason. Everybody wants to find a scapegoat. Everybody wants to point the finger of blame at someone. For me, this is a player issue. There's too many players not performing up to their capabilities. That's not that's not the coach's scheme. That's on the players. There's too many players who have been hurt. Again, you do the best you can with the players that you have. I'm not sure what the Giants were expected or were supposed to do in the situation they were in the other night against the 49ers. The 49ers were just a much better team, and the Giants were depleted without Barkley, without Thomas, without Ojolari, without Bredesen. And even with those guys, their roster's not close to San Francisco's, so I'm not sure what they were supposed to do or what they were expected to do that was always going to be a very difficult game for the Giants to to compete in. But uh, as I said, the, the, the basic point for me is that you can quibble about a lot of things with the coaching staff, and I have and I will, and I'll point out what I think is incorrect when I think it's incorrect. But mostly what we see with the Giants is a player issue it's up to the players to tackle. It's up to the players to be where they're supposed to be. It's up to the players to make the plays that are there to be made. The coaches can't do that. So so count me as one who is not ready to say, oh, the Giants need a new offensive coordinator. They need a new defensive coordinator. They need a new offensive line coach. They need to throw out the defensive scheme and and run the same scheme everybody else in the league runs. Uh, give this some time. The Giants have a top-notch coaching staff. See if they can figure it out. See if they can get better performance out of this roster going forward. Giants have a game coming up Monday night against the Seahawks that they really need to win. Difficult games coming up the two weeks after that on the road against uh teams with high-flying offenses in the Miami Dolphins and Buffalo Bills. So we'll see what happens on Monday night. But with that said, Giants fans, that's uh, that's the show for today. 
That's uh, me getting up on my soapbox about as much as I do these days. So, uh, you know, those are my thoughts on, on, on the state of the Giants coaching staff and on the reasons largely for, for some of the issues that we've seen so far this season. All right, Giants fans, thank you very, very much for listening. Please stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.